0: Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another film review. This is going to be for the Netflix film called Don't Look Up. I'm your host Matthew, and today I'm here to talk about and review this film, uh, which was very very popular on Netflix over the Christmas period. Uh, I checked it out. Uh, a few of my family had watched it, and they'd recommended it. And I I'd, I'd seen it. <coughs> excuse me. I'd seen it floating around on Netflix, but um, I saw so many people talking about it and. I saw some people say that they really didn't like it at all. Some people thought they thought it was amazing. Um, So I thought, hey, I should probably check this thing out and see what I think. Um, You know, good old powerful sort of word of mouth from from all that. Um, I thought this film was phenomenal. I I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this film. Um, I think this is one of the first contenders probably for, like, best film of... 2022 it's very very early yet of course it's currently the 11th of january but uh hey sometimes you got when you get to december you got to look back on january and remember the these types of films haven't you so um yeah i mean a quick little ratings thing it's got like 7.3 on imdb 55 percent on rotten tomatoes i don't know if that means it's fresh or not i don't really care uh, and then uh, metacritic it's got um uh I'm gonna give this one of my must see rating reviews which is the highest I can give it I'd give it an easy 10 out of 10 um the only slight issue that I've got with this film is it's um where's the time thing gone for this uh it's about two hours um there we go two hours 25 minutes and it's maybe a little bit long um but it's one of them pieces of media that starts off kind of slow works its way through its build-up and then once it gets into its last hour or so um really starts just going into fifth gear full throttle kind of thing and really just digs into its its story and really pays off things very very well and really kind of just goes for it in the end as well so um one thing i was kind of like slightly concerned about going into this film is what also was is this going to be an example of a film that has a very stacked cast um like a very star-studded cast and doesn't use them properly or is it going to actually use them properly and it definitely used them well enough because you could have the best actors in the world but if your dialogue and your script is just not great, um, it doesn't help your piece of media to excel. Um, because you've got people in this film. I've got the cast list in front of me. You've got Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Blanchett. Um, you have got uh Ariana Grande. You've got Timish Timothy uh Chamolette, and then you've got people like Meryl Streep, uh Jonah Hill, Chris Evans. And a bunch of other really star-studded people. The main three, I would argue here, is Leonardo, Jennifer, and Merrill. They're really sort of like the main characters. Um, and yeah, this this film, um, really does just it, It's it's an interesting reflection. I mean, I don't know when the production on this thing started because it's an interesting reflection on. Society, how we handle like threats, how we respond to things, who we listen to. Um, So I'll just read the synopsis of this thing. I won't go into spoilers in this part. I'll do that later. Um, It says this. This is on the Netflix's website, so there isn't spoilers. Uh, Two astronomers go on a media tour to warn human. Sorry, two astronomers go on a media tour to warn humankind of a planet-killing comet hurling towards earth the response from a distracted world is meh um that perfectly sums this thing up and it kind of sums up not everybody in the world but sums up today's society doesn't it and there are a lot of parallels to what's happening currently with covid um who is listening to who in terms of covid who thinks that covid's real who thinks that covid isn't or uh, you know, um, should we do what these people say? Are these two scientists, uh, their names, by the way, so Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence's character names are Randall and Kate. Obviously, Kate played by Jennifer, Randall played by Leonardo. And it sort of becomes this thing where <clears throat> uh, should we listen to these two scientists, do people trust scientists? Should we believe some random person on TikTok instead because we follow that person? And it gets into a lot of those themes. And it handled it really, really well. And although... I do understand that some people don't like... How can I describe this? Covid-type content. Where it's sort of... Let's look at how bad the situation in the world could be. Um, But let's obviously... You're changing the theme here, basically. So you're not doing anything Covid-related. But you are doing a story about a comet. That's uh, hurling towards Earth. So you've still got like... A big threat it's a different it's a different type of threat obviously you've got like a comet instead of a virus basically but it still very much digs into the same like should we panic should we not who should we listen to should i listen to this guy i've been subscribed to on tiktok and youtube as opposed to these scientists who actually discovered this thing in the first place um and then it gets into certainly well ov- obviously this is a political film anyway but a- a- as i um mentioned a minute ago some people who kind of want to just you know because we do deal with uh, news like this in the world already. Um, so like you know de- death rates and new infection numbers. All that, kind of, all that kind of thing in this day and age. I do understand that some people when they get home from work. Or they switch off the news. They want to just sometimes relax and just watch their favourite shows. Favourite films. Play their favourite games. Maybe go online on the Call of Duty game. And just have some fun shooting the enemy characters. Uh, on a game, and some people don't really want films like this, where it's sort of like, no, let's dive back into how bad the world can be. So I understand if some people aren't going to like this film because of that. Maybe it's a case where you need to be in a particular mindset, where you you go into this maybe knowing what to expect in terms of what this film is going to be about. It's going to touch on those same themes, and it isn't just going to be a popcorn flick. This isn't a popcorn flick at all. This is very much a think piece. So it's it's that kind of thing. So um, if you are one of those kind of people. May, maybe it's just a case where you need to get into the right like headspace. Maybe prepare for it a bit more or something. Um, yeah I don't know. But uh, I, I really really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very good look. And a very good analysis as well. Um, of how society acts today. Which bottom line is some people are very stupid. <laughs> and some people... Um, don't certainly don't listen to the right people. You know when you start calling scientists like hoax. Uh, you know that they're creating like hoax situations and, um, yeah, cause there's like um, uh, there is new segments on this film that have like Kate and Randall on there, and then Kate Blanchett who's playing one of the uh, uh, hosts of this news show. Um, she's called Bree in in this, and you can see like that the way that those conversations go down, and yeah, it's, it's very very interesting digging into all that kind of stuff, and um, it, I mean, should we worry about a comet hurling towards Earth? I mean, not today, not tomorrow. Um, it could happen at some point. I have heard numerous times, may, maybe three or four times in my whole life. Maybe even less than that. About how like... Oh today a comet just about missed Earth. And it's like... Well we were that close. To like... Being in some serious danger. Um... And this film does tell you about like... There's different sizes of comets. And all that kind of stuff. So... Anyway. Um... It's pretty devastating nonetheless. And... Although there's like a very slim chance... Of this kind of thing happening. It's still an interesting insight into... Um... That kind of thing, like comets and, and that kind of stuff. So, But uh, yeah, it uses its cast very, very well. I thought Leonardo and Jennifer and Meryl, who were like the three standout ones to me, um, really pulled in a fantastic performance. Um, They gave um Randall, who's Leonardo's character, they gave him a lot more shouting scenes. And I did see some people online say like, oh, this is just a film about Leonardo screaming for two hours. And it's not really... Um, he does it more in the second half when things get a bit more serious. Uh, but you can also see in those scenes as well, because there is a bit to analyse there, about sort of, these people that are trying to help us, so these scientists in this case, when they get to a point where their humanity has been kind of strained, um, they need to just have like a human release of some kind out of that pure frustration of like, I'm a scientist, I know what I'm talking about, and nobody, not enough people are listening to me. Some people are, but not enough people listening to me. And we're really in some bad danger here. And kind of looking at, okay, when that gets too much for somebody. And with um, Kate, with, Jer- with Jennifer Lawrence's character. But more so with Leonardo's character. There's a bit more focus on his character with it. Of just this sort of, God damn it kind of thing. You know why Why is nobody listening to this like really serious threat. And everybody's just kind of trying to ignore it. And get on with their lives. Or some some people are. So I thought that was an interesting angle of it. But I I was able to. When Leonardo's having those screaming scenes. Where he is swearing and stuff like that. I was able to read that a bit differently. Of that's kind of. um, You know that's his human release. Of like I am so stressed from the situation. Understandably. And I need to just, I just need to scream, you know, that kind of thing. And I thought that was a a, a little bit more of a subtle thing, maybe. Um, I mean, they did focus on it quite a lot when it happened. But um, I was sort of looking at the character in those scenes and be like, yeah, you probably would feel like that at, at this point when like not enough people are listening to you and you've had chats with the president. Like it gets to a point for his character where it's like. Who else can he tell to get help for this situation? Because there's only so much that him and Kate can do. So I thought that was really interesting as well. But, um, that's about as much as I can get into, really, without spoiling things. Um, I thought Ariana Grande's character was interesting. I've not really, like, followed her career at all. I know she's been in some TV shows, some films here and there, but I've not really sort of, um, like followed her per se I know that she does like music and that kind of thing but um hey she can get on with what she gets on with she's not uh not done anything wrong um but yeah her character was like a (laughs) kind of interesting I suppose again showing like a different side to humanity I suppose um and she did a relatively decent job with with what she had to do here so there you go um yeah, Meryl Streep in this film as well. She basically plays the president. Don't think that's a spoiler. Um, she's called uh, Jane Janie, I think. J-A-N-I-E. Um, and Jonah Hill plays her kind of... What's he supposed to be called? He's like her assistant kind of thing. Um, I can't remember what that's actually called. Uh, so I, I don't know if it was supposed to be directly sort of like what Camilla Harris does. Um... But he was, like, the next in line. Uh, I can't... For some reason, I can't actually think of what that title was called right now. um, Of, like, what Camilla Harris does. Um, Vice... Is it Vice President? Something like that. Anyway, I I can't remember if that's directly what he is. Or if he's some sort of, like... Whatever. But he's the one who's kind of, like... Second in command or or whatever. But, um... Yeah, Jonah Hill played an interesting role in this as well. Like, his character's perception of things. So anyway uh I right i'd highly highly recommend this film obviously you've got to carve out a bit of time it's two and a half hours it is a bit of time to get into and you may be thinking what well, i'm what well, i was thinking about an hour into this film which is okay you've got a pretty good story here but when are you gonna kick things off but when this film starts kicking things off it it, do, it doesn't hold back and it really goes for it and i mean really goes for it and uh I felt the I felt I felt rewarded with the payoff of all that. I thought that was great. So, yeah. Um, anyway, that's it for the spoiler-free parts. Uh, let's get into a little bit of housekeeping, and then um, we'll talk about spoilers afterwards. But I'll I'll give you another warning before I do that. So uh, stick around here for a bit, and uh, I'll see you in a minute. all right so recently on entertainment talk I did say that there'll be two episodes out today uh the first of because this is the second of those episodes the first of which of the new podcast is uh, a reviews podcast is basically uh putting all of the films and TV or most of the films and TV that I watched over the Christmas break all into one big podcast all spoiler free just giving my impressions as to like is this good is this bad and why Um, Those things are uh, Ghostbusters, Free Guy, Wentworth Prison, and there's more of them as well. Um, I did put a list uh, in the show notes of everything I mentioned on that podcast. um, Just so you can get the full list before you go into to to listen to the episode. Uh, So you can check that one out as well. Um, So that's just a bunch of reviews for a bunch of things. Um, World of the Last of Us podcast, talking about a Joel character spotlight and talking about Joel's choice in the games. You will need to have played Last of Us 1 and 2. To uh, go into that because that will be a, that's a spoiler episode. Um, something a bit different, speaking of like political stuff, uh, if you only follow us for entertainment coverage and for our monthly chat podcast, you can skip this episode if you want to because this episode is taking an episode of the chat podcast but separating it on its own thing and talking about uh, America's freedom of speech. Does it work? Does it not? What's the idea behind it? Um, and kind of just discussing that. But again, if you just follow us for our entertainment coverage, and the chat podcast and stuff, you can ignore that episode if you want to, so that's just an optional episode as well. Uh, Classic Reviews has still been continuing, there's four episodes so far, there'll be a fifth one tomorrow, which will be on Wednesday, but the fourth episode is for Night of the Living Dead, which is a 1968 uh, George A. Romero zombie film, which kind of kicked off the zombie genre, and was responsible for a lot of the zombie content that I enjoy today, so I have a lot of respect for it. And for what it, uh, for what it, the content that it ended up giving me today, which uh, I really appreciate a lot of that zombie content. So that was really good. Uh, month of Positive Creators. This is an ASMR special, of course, all within the month of January to kick off a positive year hopefully, Um, but this month for Positive Creators is an ASMR special, Uh, we're kicking off with two episodes actually because there's five episodes in total, so a double episode, second of which is for Sarah Lavender and the first one which is for GB, they're both ASMR artists and I talked about their videos, what they're good at, all that kind of stuff and what you can look for on their channels, Uh, there's links to their YouTube channels on the show notes for those ones as well. Uh, did a information thing for us if you want to know a bit more about the actual um, this year's uh, month of positive creators. I did do a uh, information kind of episode, it's called month of positive creators 2022 ASMR special. That's like an information type of episode. Uh, I did two uh, very similar lists one was top five best Marvel and DC films, and one was top five worst DC and Marvel films. So, not just DC, EU, and MCU, Marvel and DC, so like films that came out before those universes started. Um, so talking about all of those Uh, speaking of Batman season 5 episode 3 for classic reviews was the 1989 Michael Keaton uh, film for the Batman Uh, so that was that one and then the other two episodes recently are deciding the best and worst of 2021 which is the second part of the other podcast called the best and worst of 2021 TV video games and films so you can check those episodes out as well if you want to alright I'm going to go into spoilers now so if you've not seen don't look up I'd advise you to uh, click off the episode. If you're you're listening on the homepage, press back or pause or click on the homepage button or mute the episode, whatever you need to do to switch it off or click on a different podcast or something. Uh, If you're listening on a podcast player, just either close it, press pause, mute it, Or do whatever you need to do. Because I'm going to get into spoilers. Just giving you a bit of time. In case you're carrying like bags of shopping or something. You never know what somebody's up to. When they listen to an episode. Uh, You could be driving or something for all I know. Um, Alright let's talk about the ending. Actually. So yeah. Quite a disaster kind of ending. So you end up with. uh, Meryl Streep's character. Um. She's told by that other person. That she's going to get killed by something. Isn't she? And it's some sort of animal that we never heard of before. Well. Turns out that animal was on a different planet. And. I thought that the the attitude around that. Was really interesting. Because they, they get in these shuttles. They land on a different planet. And decide to just start again. Because Earth is destroyed. Well. Almost destroyed. Um, so yeah. They end up on this other planet. Uh, to start a new life. And. Um, the guy who's like got His. Science thing out or whatever he's doing And he's trying to get readings of things Um Meryl Streep's character Um Walks over to this like weird animal First of all it's like okay you're on a new planet Why would you just walk up to something but anyway And then she gets eaten alive Um But nobody seemed to particularly care I guess it was sort of like Although the the guy who Predicted it was probably like oh yeah That's that is you know, what was going to happen or whatever. I just thought that was an interesting death for that character. Um, yeah, and then uh, you cut to, like, the other post credit scene. And uh, Jonah Hill's character is still alive on Earth somehow. Whether he's able to survive, is Earth still uh, livable? I, gu- I, I guess it would be because, I mean, it's had a comet hit it, but... Like, so much of it <clears throat> has been destroyed. How would the earth be to live on at that point? Um, because most of it's just desto- I mean, there's probably... Like, is he the last man alive or whatever? He's, he pulls out his... Of course, the... F- uh, see, that's what I mean about the commentary on this thing. Uh, of which I really like. Is, you know, he gets out of, like, almost dying. Because um, he's, like, buried under this rubble. He gets out and literally the first thing he does is, like... Pulls out his phone and starts recording himself. Because that's just what people do, isn't it? Sometimes they just... Instead of instead of him thinking, like, oh, how am I going to survive? What the hell happened? And, like, a comet just hit Earth. No, I'm going to whip out my phone and start recording myself. The other question is... To who? Who is going to be able to see that? I mean, is it going to be the other characters that are, um... On the new planet. Are they going to be able to get. That video. Um. Because if he is the last man alive on earth. Then. Uh. Yeah. But I suppose that just speaks even more to what he's doing. Is like. Okay you think that you're recording for an audience. But there probably isn't one. Because everybody's basically dead. So. uh, Yeah. Um. That I. and, And especially with like how his character was that makes a lot of sense so I thought that was uh, that was quite good Um, yeah I want to talk about the actual comet hitting the earth um, that was quite wild like um, because you've got Jennifer's character you've got a few of the others and you've got Randall, Leonardo's character and they're all all trying to, I I understood what they were doing, they're all trying to sort of like hey let's just live out our last moments having a meal together and Everybody was there. Things started shaking. They had just these normal conversations. And then just the comet hits all of them. Um, and I i guess they all died. I mean if Jonah Hill's characters can survive. Maybe one of those others could have. But it seemed to really destroy that whole room didn't it? The comet. And I thought wow you've actually just completely. That's what I mean about going for it. They just completely went for it. I mean I think this film would have been a bit disappointing. If after everything that happened they just like the comet missed the earth or something um because because then the problem that you've got is it feeds back into the whole hoax thing which is if the comet had missed earth it would have been like oh the scientists lied to us and it didn't hit earth but then you could have looked if that would happen you could have looked at that and thought that's a good thing because the comet missed us and we didn't die but then certain people would be so focused on like oh they lied to us we have to point the finger at them they were wrong scientists were wrong we can't believe scientists you know you, you could imagine that that was how that conversation would have gone but then you would have had to look at that from the other side and be like good it's good it, it didn't happen um because i almost felt like leonardo's uh randall and kate um almost had this feeling that okay if they are right because because they, they kind of wanted to be right in a way because... um, I mean, it's an awkward situation, right? Because if, they, if they're wrong, yeah, and the comet doesn't hit Earth, that's good because everybody survives. But then they'd also have the finger pointed at them for so long, and then if something else happened in the future, it'd be like, oh, yeah, that's the scientists that lied to us about the comet hitting Earth, and it, it didn't kill us, and they were wrong. But then some people just wouldn't realise, okay, that's a good thing that, that, that their prediction was slightly wrong. You you would want them to be wrong because you wouldn't want a comet to hit earth obviously but then you would want to because they are scientists and they did discover it you would want to trust trust that they're going to be right and be uh, be wary of the threat of okay comet it could kill us all and all that kind of thing but then you would want them to be wrong because you wouldn't you wouldn't want a comet to hit earth so it's this, it's a strange double-sided thing where if if they're wrong and it doesn't hit earth they'd get blamed for it almost but then if it does hit earth then all the squabbling of humanity which is what this film feeds into um is erased anyway because then everybody dies apart from jonah hill but um and the others that went off in the in the pods with the president um but yeah it's it's this that's it's a annoying. It's an annoying way to look at humanity, but that's that's the truth. That's how that would have played out. Is option one: the comet hits Earth, and we all die, and all of our squabbles about are they right or are they wrong is mute because then nobody's alive to debate it apart from Jonah Hill. And option two is the comet misses the Earth. That's good. Everyone survives. It's good that they were wrong, but you. It was you know you'd still want to be alert to listening to them in the future granted if they come out like once a week or something and start saying oh a comet's gonna hit earth this week oh it's gonna hit earth next week no it's gonna be the week after then you go okay what's going on kind of thing but um you know it's it's uh, it's an annoying thing about society is that yeah even if we survive something like that it would be oh they've lied to us and all this kind of thing so yeah i also did like sort of politically how you know how you've got like the left wing the right wing or whatever it is in america we've got different sort of things slightly over here or you you know how how there's a sort of uh left and right wing of politics there's sort of this thing in this film where um a look up or don't look up thing happens isn't there and People start wearing actual badges for... Her. I don't know if some of you noticed. Like, Jonah Hill's character has got a... I think he had a Don't Look Down. Basically, all they were were these these badges. And had, like, an arrow pointing up or down of, like... Because, uh, obviously, the film's called Don't Look Up. Um, and what that was supposed to be, I guess, is this political thing of... Um... Don't look up. Don't trust the scientists. The comet isn't coming. Let's not believe them. And then a sort of look up at this comet. It's coming kind of thing. But it was this very political thing of um, trying to be aware of that I guess. Or you know. You know t- take, taking a, a divide within humanity again. Even though this thing might be coming to kill us. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's disappointing that we, we do divide ourselves so easily as humans, um some sometimes, not all the time but sometimes, but most frustratingly when there is a world ending event coming. And although I mean, I know COVID's been devastating to the world, but given what a comet could do, a comet would be much worse than COVID. Like COVID is basically okay, can you keep your distance, can you get two vaccine jabs and a booster? And put a mask on. That is so much simpler than. Hey there's this massive rock. Coming towards earth. And we have to find a way to scientifically. Sort of break it up or destroy it. Before it hits us. Or one hit of that thing. And potentially everybody's dead. Like that's such a big. So so much more of a big devastating thing. Granted we've got. Because we'd also have a lot less. uh, From what this film shows us. We'd also have a lot less control if a comet hits us because we can't like we can't call up for Superman, can we? Or like Wonder Woman and say, Hey, can you fly towards this comet and push it away from Earth? Um wasn't that a plot line in one of the Superman films actually, now that I think about it? I swear I remember seeing now that I'm thinking about that, I swear I remember reading that in a comic book or something once. About like a comet was coming towards Earth and Superman flew towards it and sort of pushed it away. He didn't bro- I don't remember if he broke the comet because there's two there's two as far as I understand from this film there's two different options which is you can either divert this comet so it misses earth or you can break it up so that the impact is less or so that some of the parts miss earth and the the impact is less deadly. But then how how do you even control that? I mean they've got this drones and all that kind of story in 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 this in this film. But uh, pretty deadly anyway. Pretty deadly anyway. You know, I, w- I would certainly argue that you know, trying to move or destroy a comet is far more difficult than putting on a mask and distancing yourself and getting a a, a vaccine. You know, I I think it's fair to say that COVID's a bit easier to control than a comet. So, but um, hey, some people can't get a grasp on either of them. So there we go. Um, yeah incredible film um, this is going to be early in the list for best film of 2022 it's the only film in the list at the moment because it's the only film this year that I've seen that I've uh, really enjoyed that much apart from maybe some some earlier ones that I saw depends on when I would consider certain films but yeah very very good film really really enjoyed it And um, anyway uh, let me know what you thought of this film did you like it as much as I did what did you think of the commentary on humanity and society and who we listen to and what happened in this film let me know what you think uh, matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, talk.org twitter etalk uk there's a contact page and information in your show notes so let me know what you think um all right gotta wrap it up there uh in the meantime you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, tv video games films magician our podcast uh, the united cast by the way will be back on saturday that'll be for the game again against aston villa we played them last night but we got them again different competition but anyway uh look out for that on saturday uh next film review should be for scream that should also be on saturday if my plan goes to, to plan if what i've got planned goes ahead uh which is to watch that game and watch scream on the same day and do podcasts for both so look out for those bits of content on saturday look out on wednesdays as i said for more classic reviews and month of positive creator episodes look out for those Um, for all of that you can find that all of course on entertainmenttalk.org or you can find us on your favourite podcast platform by searching for entertainment talk if you want to support the podcast entertainment talk you can either listen to more episodes that we've done uh, on the website or on the podcast platforms you can also let other people know uh, word of mouth um, social media, let other people know about what we do and where they can find it you can also support us over on Patreon $1, $3 level tiers ad-free podcast review options take a look at those if you'd like to um, for David uh, TV and Film News is back Geek Town Radio I believe is coming back today uh, Well, for Tuesday this week uh, so look out for that that's geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio you can find that on your favourite podcast platforms as well Bex is still streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch Trista Bytes Trista B-Y-T-E-S can give her a follow over there uh, I'll be back soon with my Pez uh, 2020 um, coach mode streams so look out for those coming back soon on Thursdays if you've missed any of those or the other streams you can find them archived later on YouTube entertainment took place last thing to mention if you also want another way to write into us uh, i should have mentioned this a minute ago but uh, you can uh scroll down on the on the website version of this episode you'll find a big email box you can put your email and your message in there there's also a clickable link for the email name that you can use as well so take a look at those options thanks very much for listening and i'll catch you next time goodbye